Charmies. I was like, that's sick. If that just means no worries, I'm like, I'm going to use that. Charmies. Charmies. Could be. No workers. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we go for about an hour, is it the go? Or? Uh, probably only half an hour, mate. Okay, because, fantastic. Uh, they normally edit them down. I find if this went for an hour, we'd get about three views. Mm. Yeah, Keep okay. it down for half an hour and, and just make it a bit chatty. Uh, then they pump it out. Tyson actually sends it out to various yeah, nice, uh, nice. media and so on. Sound about right to me? Yeah. Yeah, I think we, we went we only went about 22, 23 minutes yesterday. Yeah, okay. You, you get a sense when the conversation is sort of... Drying up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just the, yeah, everyone's, you know, hit their talking points, had a couple of giggles, and then we're done. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Happy days. Uh, what camera do you want me speaking to, Simon? The main one in the front here? <laughs> Probably. Okay, yeah, no worries at all. Whatever works for you guys. You're in charge. All right. G'day everyone, I'm Nick Kirkenmeister from Heartland Wines on Nord Parade and I'm here today with some local business owners so that we can tell you a little bit about what's happening in your community. The Nord Paynham St Peter's Council is full of vibrant businesses and I think we forget about that because we're in this gorgeous leafy part of the world but we don't realise just what's going on under the scenes. So today I'm joined by Owen from Beyond Bouldering, right here at Beyond Bouldering. We've got Lauren from Studio Spring and, of course, Joe from Quincy's Confectionery. I'm going to start by asking Owen here in this fantastic space, and trust me, you can only see an echo behind us. This is an enormous space full of fantastic bouldering opportunities and, may I say, more importantly, really good padding to fall back onto. Owen, uh, this is one of... Um, one of three spaces that you've got around the city, but it's incredibly convenient for me and I think a lot of the local community. Um, why did you set up here? What's the play? Uh, so long story short, we've obviously got three venues. This one here um, is right next to the city, so it's on the east side. Um, so we've got a lot of traction from the city, but also from, the, from Norwood itself. So it's very convenient for people cycling from work. Um, so we have a lot of people come from the city on their bikes. Um, so yeah, to join us here. So it's really great location, quite central. Um, and we get people down from the hills um, who can also come down on the weekends. So it's pretty convenient for a lot of people. So Right. Now, for those of you who don't know, we're here on Grenfell Street, not Grenfell Street in the city, Grenfell Street here in Kent Town. So you're walking distance across the parklands to town itself, but right from the very heart of Nord as well. Very easy to get to. But uh, for those who don't know, Owen, can you tell us a little bit about bouldering, what it is and uh, why everyone should be doing it? Yeah, for sure. So um, people might, may have heard, but it's been in the Olympics last year. Um, so that's where it's been quite popular. Uh, but bouldering is a very niche sport. So our walls go about 4.5 metres high and you have about 400 mil crash pad underneath you or big pads. Um, so if you do fall, you've got a nice soft landing. Um, there is a special way to fall to make it a bit easier on your body. Um, but essentially, yeah, we've got easy climbs from a really basic beginner level all up to advanced. So uh, there's literally a climb for everyone. So it doesn't matter how old you are ability-wise, there's a perfect amount of climbs to everyone. So 
Yeah, and uh, I've only been here a little while now, but we've seen every different type of body shape and size and lots of different types of uh, of walls of... Is that how I refer to it properly? Is it a, it's a wall? Is that yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, lots of opportunities. However, all of that hard work, you're definitely going to be needing a treat. And what could be more glorious and more enjoyable than something from Quincy's? Joe, you're here with us today. Thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks, mate. Thanks, uh, Nick. I mean, this is a business that's been a cornerstone of, of, of the council for well decades. When did you start? Uh, 76, 1976 um, was the uh, first uh, initiation. Uh, so was that 46 years, I think, this it year? It is, so. it is. And for those who don't know, Matt, exactly where are you situated? Henry Street, Stepney. So um, it's a bit of a tricky one. We're tucked in the side streets. Um, I suppose the best way to get there is... Uh, if you know where Sports Med is on Paynham Road, where the back entrance, so behind Sports Med, um, um, next to the Little Bang Brewery there. Um, and so, yeah, so 31 Henry Street, Stepney. There's so much tucked in in those little back streets that I think no one knows about. And yes. 46 years of business. So uh, for those who don't know, I mean, some people would just assume that you supply only to other businesses because we've all seen your treats, whether they're at, at weddings or in other people's shops. But can we buy them directly from you? Certainly can. Um, you're right. We do a lot of manufacturing for others. Um, and you've probably eaten our sweets, Nick, but not realised it's ours because we do a lot of white, white label. But we've got a little factory door at uh, 31 Henry Street there and you can welcome to come in five days a week, 8.30 to 4.30 and there's lots to try. So we've got these beautiful glass jars. You can dive in and you can try whatever you like before you commit to anything, I suppose. So Now, you manufacture your own goodies, but I think there's another arm to the business, isn't there? Don't you bring in treats from overseas? Uh, very little, uh, just to complement what we do. So um, our core business was sugar-coated almonds um, and then there's some uh, products that we bring in overseas, like, the, for example, the gold, the silver sugar and almonds that we don't manufacture and too expensive for us to manufacture. So we bring them in just to complement the, uh, the sugar and almond range. A lot of my mates give me sugar-coated almonds at special occasions. Is there a like connection here, a tradition? Uh, it certainly is. Um, so when Dad started in 76, um, he realised that the market was lacking a good sugar-coated almond. And uh, so he went back to Europe and started, and that's how we started. So um, tradition, obviously, is obviously for weddings. Um, five sugar almonds for health, wealth, happiness, children, and long life. That's traditional what it is. Um, and if you go back a bit further, Nick, uh, sugar almonds is uh, traditionally thrown on the bride and groom because they say it's uh, life is both bitter and sweet. So um, back in the 15th century, I suppose, the kernel was bitter and sugar... Coding, so that's still a bit of tradition there for you. Now, I see you've brought some treats I here did. today. What have you got, mate? I, um, I've got our um, – this is a new box that we've come up with. Um, it's called our sampler pack, and inside we've got uh, 12 delicious goodies that we manufacture, obviously sugar-coated almonds being one of them, but then we've got uh, all Feel sorts of Feel free to things. share, by the way. Right, um, would you like to try one? There please, mate. All right. So in this particular pack, we've got sugar-coated almonds, uh, chocolate-coated hazelnuts, triple choc, Scorched almonds, berries, Turkish delight, cranberries. We even got some healthy stuff like uh, apricots in there as well, <laughs> chocolate coated. And I think the one you're cho chomping on is a orange coated, jelly scented uh, milk chocolate. 
I should have picked something smaller. I'm <laughs> chomping into the mic. <laughs> no, they're all good. So I just thought I'd bring this in just to uh, show you, you guys what, uh, what we do. Um, I've got to ask, if we pop in to visit you, how much was something like that set us back? That's twenty nine ninety nine. That's amazing. That's um, great. That's really caught me off guard because something of that quality and, and that, that size from other retailers who we know around the city, you'd be expecting something a little bit more... Um, pocket harming than that so that's really generous mate yeah and you get to try 12 of our products well that's fantastic now lauren i'm going to put you on the spot i've got a question now studio spring start by telling us exactly where you are so we're on 129 mcgill road stepney so pretty much directly opposite the kyle shahadi dry cleaner right near the nelson and nelson slash osmond terrace mcgill road intersection i've got you yeah now when I was a young man, obviously much younger than I am today, I uh, actually did quite a lot of dance. And dance, for those of you who don't know, a lot like most major sports, it can have a big impact on joints and muscles, can really mess you around. And the only thing that saved me back in the day was actually doing Pilates, getting on the reformer, taking some classes, and it actually turned me from a bit of a physical wreck into something vaguely functional again. So Pilates, I think, can be... Uh, wonderful, particularly for active people, but also for people who are having other struggles throughout their life. How did you get into it and why do you think it's such a great um, thing? Well, I started as a dancer. That's actually a big coincidence. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, so I was a dancer from about age four. My mum was a dancer and I think she didn't want me to get into the sport, but I begged her to as a little <laughs> four-year-old, very stubborn. I think just like knowing how the industry can be um, – in terms of the, the mental health associated with the industry. But um, I went all the way through to about 18 and I um, did all my exams and competitions and I never really wanted to take it any further than just for leisure and social reasons and fitness because I don't I feel like I'm a bit of a realist and um, I didn't really want to invest too much time into something I didn't see a big future for myself mm-hmm. in, um, just knowing my body and knowing that it can be really specific with what they look for in someone's specific specific body and, and the shape and makeup sure. of how you are as a person. Um, but Pilates so, drew you in. Uh, in, in, it, you, in in that it, it captured your yeah. imagination as a, a, yeah. a future you saw for well, yourself. I think it, they, there are a bit of similarities in terms of like the way you move your body and, and the muscles you kind of activate and – um, while the Pilates aspect doesn't have the same kind of, I guess, plyometric aspect that dancing does, I think for me I got the fitness side that I kind of got from dance as a as a client of doing Pilates and t- partaking in classes. But then as a trainer I got the the showman aspect of being a performer per se as a trainer. Like I feel like I'm that's where I kind of shine as a person is trying to win these people over than in my class and make them laugh and make them feel something or smile or or just kind of be a big part of their day and I think that's what I really enjoyed as a dancer as well as being on stage and kind of trying to draw people in with your charm. Um, so if I was to pop into Studio Spring and just wa- wandering off the street, what would I expect? Um, big, bright studio, lots of natural light, um, surprisingly private from the road because we are on a main road and, and there is a lot of um, – car traffic and a lot of banking up of the intersection so we did build a big partition wall to create some privacy um but very loud outgoing trainers all of our trainers are, f- are female at this stage um just by chance of of the girls that i mm-hmm. um 
gravitate around. Um, yeah, so just yeah, loud, loud music, a lot of disco music. Um, high see, energy, high, very high energy. Like it's 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 a kind of an adaptation of the traditional Pilates method, which was kind of founded by Joseph Pilates many moons ago, but which was kind of designed as a rehab. Um, tool for those kind of in hospital beds and not able to exercise. He kind of attached all these pulleys and and bits and bobs to their hospital beds. Mm. So the form that we kind of engage in at Studio Spring is is more of a modern kind of I guess fitness approach to it as opposed to like a rehab tool. But that's not to say we can't kind of um, adapt for anyone that walks in the door. Like I could probably have someone in an arm cast and still be doing a fully functional class with the rest of the rest of the group. Now, that's something, and, and maybe Owen, you could chime in here too, because my experience, very limited with bouldering, and also my experience with Pilates, Lauren, is that you become very aware of those smaller muscles that you're not necessarily knowing that you need to use, and you find weakness points that you don't know you have. I mean, thinking about the hands in bouldering in particular, but how do you pinpoint particular areas and are there I, I see a lot of training uh, stuff around here Owen oh, is there uh, are there particular techniques for building up certain muscles that either of you would promote putting them on the spot mm-hmm. people um, high well, pressure I can, answer I can jump in if you want so yeah. yeah as you can see we've just got these um hangboards up here so we basically hang off our fingers um each week to make sure that our yep. fingers are nice and strong so um <laughs> When you tell new people that, they're like, blows their minds because they're not sure what those things are. And they don't think, you know, those those edges can go down to six mil. So down to like sort of credit card sizes. So um, as you get more advanced, it can take up to, you know, five years to be able to do anything on those particular lines. So it takes a lot of consistency, um, a lot of repetitions, as well as like it's very easy to hurt your fingers as well because they're so small. So not a lot of blood flow into those areas. So high risk of injury, especially if you're a young child. So Usually people or children don't usually touch those items until they're sort of 16, um, depending on how well they go. It doesn't say they can't do it down on the main wall either, um, but when you're training and you're putting the excess load on those um, small areas, there's room for, well, could be potential injuries. So, um, yeah, like we have heaps of those, um, heaps of different brands, different edges down to pockets, to down to single finger edges. So you can hang off just two fingers, um, all different variable sizes as well. So, yeah, it takes a lot I'll of- I'll be working my way up to yeah. that, yeah. I, I think, Owen. And with Pilates, is that something that is going to help engage some of these smaller muscles that people don't necessarily know are underperforming? For sure. I feel like um, the main pe- reason people probably come to a Pilates studio is maybe their physios mentioned um, like- associated with their back pain or coming in to strengthen their core. Um, so I think there's a bigger range of, of ab exercises that you can do on the reformer compared to other kind of, I guess, group fitness gyms where you might not target spe- as specifically to that area. And I think the glutes and the hips as well, like I think um, I'm a believer in everyone kind of having a bit of variety in their movement in their life and, and whatever they find enjoyment is in. But I think if you're going to the gym you know, five days a week, you might be missing some of those kind of deeper, like stabilizing muscles through the hips, through the glutes, even just the wrists, um, kind of like Owen was talking about a lot of the clients 
in Pilates will find their wrists are a big limiter in, in just body-weighted exercises like planks and um, push-ups and things because they may not be doing too much loading on their wrists day-to-day. I mean, we're sitting at a desk using phones and, and mouse and keypads all the time now. Um, so just kind of getting back into that quadruped, like four-point kneeling loading, body weight loading stuff, which probably sounds like I should be setting some clients here to strengthen their <laughs> yeah, forearms exactly right. and their wrists. They won't be complaining about a plank anymore if they come nah, here for a couple right. of sessions. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Mm. Now, Joe, I'm going to ask you because um, I actually, d- despite appearances, I don't mind working out and actually getting some physical exercise, but I do have a terrible sweet tooth and I always mm-hmm. have. And I'd like to ask a professional, seeing some of these fantastic treats arrayed before us today, how does Quincy's decide what the next thing's going to be? I mean, how do you work out your recipes and what's fun for you? Um, I think my wife's got an influence in that. She'll come up with the idea like, okay, I saw this on the TV or I saw this at the shops and I think this combination will become up. uh, We we work well together. Um, The most recent product we came up with was a strawberries and cream chocolate sugar-coated almond. So it was a sugared almond essentially, but inside it's got white chocolate. And she was she's on my back for a, a year or so before I actually got the motivation to do it because, as you can understand, something like that, you need to take time out to develop it and so you've got to sort of um, stop production or you know take time out of production to come up with a new idea. So, yes, my wife's the one that uh, influences me of what I should be doing. The genius the of genius the family. Yes, well... She thinks so, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think, guys, if you're smart, you'll be leaving your brochures at Quincy so that people know exactly <laughs> what they can do to, to burn things off. Now, next questions, I think, pretty much the same for everyone. At different stages, everyone around here has decided to establish a business right here in what is now Nord Paynham St. Peter's. What was it that attracted to, uh, you and your family all those years ago, Joe? I'll start with you. Sure. Uh, so, uh, you know, mum and dad um, settled in uh, in the North Painting St. Peter's Council area. Um, they wanted a, a an industrial spot where they could manufacture um, their products. And Stepney, uh, that Stepney Triangle was um, close to the city. It had uh, light industry. And uh, so that's that's the reason why we picked uh, Henry Street Stepney. Um, that is a fairly tight little spot. That it's very hard to get into. Um, yeah, so but easy to park, right? But well, <laughs> some of the streets are a bit tight. But yeah, so for us it was um, light industrial, close to the city, um, and that's that's why uh, we chose Stepney. And you've watched it transform around you because that light industrial is now yeah. mixed use. People are living there, people are having their businesses, their practices there, and it's all just grown up around you. You've got uh, Norwood Green popping up just around the corner. That's going to be awesome. Um, Yeah, so our premises was an old house, so uh, very much a residential property, uh, the villa, you know, the four bedrooms, and unfortunately we had to knock it down to make the warehouse space or the factory space that we've got now. But yeah, And so, it's just a coincidence that you're an easy walk to the Alma. Uh, well, we've got the Alma, we've got the Made of Magpie, yeah. we've got the little bang. Take your pick. You're surrounded. <laughs> and Lauren, what about you? What attracted you to McGill Road? Um, my partner, who's also my business partner, he actually found the space. Um, but I grew up in the east side, like on Glenburn Road, just between McGill and the parade. So I've been local to this area my whole life. Never moved house until just recently, but I'm only in Tranmere now. Um, 
And I remember as a kid, like young young teenager, walking up and back McGill Road, look going into all the little um, interior design shops and furniture, and just always in awe of like the they're very expensive, but and not something I could afford as a thirteen year old. But always up and down the strip, and I always felt it just felt like a really nice bank of shops in that area, which um, we actually ended up in a space that I remember going to when it was used to be a shop called Spaces and Places years and years ago Um, and I also was instructing in another studio for three and a bit years which is on the parade which has since closed and we kind of opened I guess a month and a bit after they closed their doors so I built up a a network of clients that I grew to create I guess really strong relationships with like a lot of them are my close friends now and I'd known them for three years so it just it felt wrong kind of trying to root myself anywhere other than where I'd been living and working and playing for, you know, over 20-something years. I think years. that is just such a good point because Nord is this wonderful juxtaposition of tradition and and constant change that there are these businesses and, Joe, you're one of them, who've been there for decades that, that act as these little cornerstones that we have, but there's always something new popping up, evolving. And, uh, I mean, I grew up in this neighbourhood. I went to school in this neighbourhood. But now here I am with my business opposite the Nord Oval and and looking at, at all this change and, and going up, still expecting to see Varis there, but seeing all of these wonderful businesses popping up all over the place. And, of course, Owen, you're one of them. You're part of this this constant revival that Nord Paynham St Peter's experiences. How are you finding being here? Are you finding that the local communities supporting, getting involved, coming here? I mean, it's been pretty busy the whole time we've been here. Is that pretty constant? Uh, yeah, for sure. Like with any business, you go for your peaky times and then sometimes you don't, um, especially with COVID being one of those big pain in the bum things for everyone. So, <laughs> you know, it ebbs and flows sometimes, but at here, because we're quite central, we get a lot of school groups come here. Um, so we get a lot, especially with PAC just around the corner. Um, they come in quite regularly um, with their boarding staff and their and their students. So that helps. Um, but yeah, overall, like with most schools in the area, that's like during the days that they come out and help out a lot as well. So um, so it does get pretty busy, usually about four o'clock onwards mm. when most people clock off work and they either um, ride here, especially on those electric scooters, which you can pick up anywhere these days. See a lot of those parked out the front um, or out the back. So yeah, it's pretty pretty busy at some points. So Henry Street, McGill Road, the parade, and right here on Grenfell, there's so much going on right here in Nord Paynham, St. Peter's. Get involved have a look around, check out what the local businesses are doing. You'll be amazed at just what opportunities are out there for you. So I guess I'll sign off by saying, Joe, Lauren and Owen, thank you so much for your time and get out there, everyone. Thanks. Okay, that was terrible. We do it all again.